Good morning. Welcome to Daily Rema with Johnson Julius. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and God, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the victories over the night. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for all the blessings and benefits attached to life. Dear God, be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Lord and Maker, this morning we come before the throne of grace. We are by confess whom we are, what we are before you. We ask for the forgiveness of all our sins and iniquities. Dear God, please have mercy upon us and forgive us in the name of Jesus. Our Lord and Maker, we plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of atonement, to atone for us, to cleanse our spirit, soul, and body, and make us whole from every filthiness, every pollution, contamination, and defilement of sins and iniquities in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit Divine, we hereby apply for grace and capacity to please you in all our engagements today. Therefore, Lord, lead us, guide us, other steps, direct our paths. Keep us away from all forms of evils this very day in the name of Jesus. Dear God, bless and prosper every of our good undertakings this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear God, for in Jesus, the most prosperous name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. God bless you. Good morning once again. And uh, kindly join me as I open my Bible to the book of Abacock. Please kindly join me as I open my Bible to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk is one of the minor prophets. So at the towards the end of uh, Old Testament, Habakkuk. Habakkuk is before Nahum, and uh, is immediately after Sephaniah. So Abacoc is in between. We are reading by, by God's special grace from verse 1 to 3. This morning, Abacoc chapter number 1, chapter number 2, verse 1 to 3. Abacoc 2, 1 to 3. I read from the New King James Version of the Bible. God bless you as you follow the readings. I will stand my watch and set myself on the ramparts and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. 
but at the end it will speak and uh, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Hallelujah. It will surely come and it shall not tarry. Hallelujah. God bless you once again. This is episode five on the topic we are treating, which is living within divine mandate. Living within divine mandate or divine blueprint or living within divine blueprint whichever one you want to call it your divine blueprint will definitely be given to you in form of vision dream or trance or revelation or prophecy Because it is God that gives divine mandate. Like I've told you in the past, your divine mandate or your divine blueprint is your divine mandate. Your divine mandate is your divine assignment on earth. It's your purpose. The reason why you are ever in existence is your life. Your divine mandate is your life in God's own agenda. Your divine mandate is the engagement that God has for you. Your divine appointment on earth. Your divine mandate is your roadmap to navigate this world. It's what will take you through your journey on earth. No matter how long or short you live. It's your navigator. Your, your navigator. Your divine mandate is your divine Uh, occupation, what God has created to occupy you with. I also told you your divine mandate is your divine architectural design. How your life should be built, how your life should, should run. Your, that is what your divine mandate, the structure which your life must take, the form which your life must take on earth. That is exactly what your divine mandate is. And uh, by God's special grace, I've told you so many things concerning divine mandate. But this morning, by God's grace, I'm going back to the point that we are, we are on. I'll be taking you to what you must know and do. What you must know and do for you to actualize your divine mandate. Number one of it that we have treated was know your identity. Know your own identity. Every one of us have identity before God. Yes. You must know whom you are, whom he has created you to be. 
and I told you your purpose, your mandate on earth is hidden in your identity. It is your identity that will that test you what God's program for your life actually is. And we can see that in the identity of Jesus. When the Bible was talking about him in Matthew chapter number 2 verse 21. That he shall deliver, you shall give back to his son. And that son, you shall call his name Jesus. Because, why Jesus? Because, because he will deliver his people. He will deliver his people from their sins. That is the reason why he is to be called Jesus. He's called Jesus because he's going to deliver his people from their sins. So that is the reason why. And uh, another one we looked at that time was about uh, John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, when they came to him, they were asking about his name. They asked about his name. What is your name? I mean, who are you, rather? Then he gave them whom it was that I am the voice. They asked, are you John the Baptist? I mean, are you the Messiah? No way. Are you Isaiah? I mean, is, uh, Elijah? He said, no way. Are you one of the prophets? He said, no way. Then who are you that we may know what to tell those who sent us? Then John the Baptist told them, I am the voice, the voice of he that cried in the wilderness. That was it. Can you see? His mandate is hidden in his identity. If you don't have identity, you don't have man mandate. If you don't know whom you are, you cannot be whom you have been created to be. Then we saw the, sons, the seven sons of Scavers. They were operating under the identity of their father. I mean, they were living under the identity of their father. All we know them to be was that they were the sons of the priest. That is all we know for them. And guess what? They now took the mandate that did not belong to them. They went to the demon-possessed man and they started challenging him. I will adjure you. We exercise you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches the name of Jesus. See, whom they don't even know the Jesus. They don't know who he is. They don't know the identity of Jesus himself. But they want to take up the mandate, the assignment that doesn't belong to them. And the Bible said, the demon look at them and uh -huh. that Jesus you mentioned, I know. That Paul, eh, we know how radical he is. Very stubborn man. I know him. Who are you? Who are you? The, the demon query them. They have nothing to say. And when they don't know whom they are, they want to operate, they want to do the assignment that doesn't belong to them, even when they don't have identity. We only know them with, they have been living all their life under the shadow of, the, of their father's identity. They don't have their own identity. And the Bible says, the demon pounced on them. They went out, they ran out naked and uh, battered. And 
That was it. So you must do everything that lies within your capacity to know who you are in the agenda of God. Number two that we treated on Sunday was know and separate general instructions from personal instructions. Know how to separate general instructions. I was talking that day that the parents, there are instructions to which we are how we, sh- we, are, we should train our children. We saw from the story of Samson that the husband have to pray that, oh no, let this man of God come so that we can know what to do about him. Can you see? There is some specific instruction for every child. You don't raise all your children the same way because they are not the same. They are unique and God has unique assignment for each and every one of them. You should know the, the, the instructions that is peculiar to one child or the other. That is it. You should know it. Okay? For the fact that God said Samson will be a Nazarite. Does that mean that the person that they are going to give birth to after Samson they must not also bab, uh, I mean, shave for him or, 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 or her. No. We should know how to separate general instructions from personal instructions. There are some children, when they, 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 their siblings are eating some certain type of food, it will not affect them. But if you give it to one of them, it can he can he can against his, his or her system. I, as for me, I grown up under such condition. That was a particular type of food that I could not eat when when I was around seven, eight, nine, there about upward. When I eat it, I discover I used to have stomach problem until my parents was able to accept me like that and then. When they prepare that food, they prepare me another thing. Can you see? Does that mean that everybody in the house should not eat that food? No way. It doesn't affect any other person other than me. So we should be able to know what is personal from what is general. This very morning, by God's special grace, I also want to talk on do well to ask God questions. Do well to ask God questions. There are five good questions that we can do without asking God for you and I to be able to succeed in our divine mandate. There are questions we need to ask. There is no two way to eat. If you don't ask these questions, you will definitely miss out in many things. There is question of what, who, where, how, and when that's question of what, who, where, how, when. Check on our test, our anchor scripture. God told him, Oh prophet, this vision you are seeing, write it down. It is yet for an appointed time. Write it down. Though even if it seems as if he's dragging, if it seems as if it's not coming, be assured, it will, your divine mandate is sure, so certain. It's so certain. 
by two immutable things in which it is impossible. It was impossible and it is still impossible and it shall be impossible for God to lie. For God to lie. That is it. So, what is so much more important in our divine mandate? You ask questions. The question of what? Okay, what is the reason for this vision? Okay, what purpose do you want me to achieve with this? What? That question is so much more needed. Let's see what uh, is written in that book of Judges. Let's see Judges. Judges chapter number 13. Let's see the book of Judges chapter number 13. And because of time, let me just read verse 8. Verse 8 says, Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. What we shall do. There are what? There are things you should do. There are things we should know. What we shall do. What we shall know. So, you must ask questions about what. What is exactly thing you want from me? What is exactly thing you want me to do? Another word. When you read the book of uh, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 10. Suddenly, Cornelius was just praying as usual, as a religious man. Yes, he was a religious man. He was not born again. He was just praying as usual. Before you knew it, an angel appeared. Ah. And the appearance of that angel scared him. Ah. And when he was looking at it, I said, what now? What? What do you want? Why are you scaring me in my prayer time? And the angels let him know the reason why he appeared. He did not just come for nothing's sake. He didn't just come for nothing's sake. The angel told him what? The reason why he has come. So, we should do well in all ramifications, in whatever we want to do, to ask questions. The questions of, of what we must ask to know what and what is involved. What and what are to know. What and what are to be done. All these are very, very paramount. They are very, very paramount. Number two question is the question of who. The question of who. Who and who am I going to journey with? Who and who will be of great help for me? Who and who will involve in this with me? It is very, very necessary. 
Let's see what the Bible says in the book of Exodus, chapter number 31, verse 1. And、uh, let's just read a、uh, few verses there. Exodus, chapter number 31. Then the Lord, I'm reading verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge. And in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for settings, in carving woods, and、uh, to work in all manner of workmanship. Let's stop it there. Can you see something? God was so specific. See, the vision you have seen on the mountain, all those others of things have turned you. Nobody can help you. Moses, don't know, they, they, Moses didn't know how to carve all these things. And as a matter of fact, unless you want to kill the man, only him will go 40 days, 40 nights, no food, no water. How ahead will he have enough strength to carry sledgehammer to carve the stones? So, you and I cannot fulfill our divine mandate all alone. I've told us severally that God created us to be dependent of each other. You can't do without me, I can't do without you. Yes, you need me, I need you. That is how we can fulfill our divine mandate on earth. There are some specific people. You don't need to be sentimental. You don't need to be tribalistic. You don't need to be discriminative. When it comes to this, it doesn't matter. It, your, the person that will serve you, that will be your helper, might be a black man, while you are a white man, or you are a yellow man, or gray man, or whatever. It's your color. Can you see? It has nothing to do with race, it has nothing to do with complexion. If you are the type that you are a racist, you will be racist and you live your life miserably unfulfilled. If you are a white person and the person God has assigned to you is a black and you so much hate the black, or you hate the Chinese, or you hate the Indians, and meanwhile, those are the ones that God has earmarked and designed to be a successful partner, I mean, to be successful partners. In your life, by then you hate them, then you will miss out of divine purpose. You will live your life unfulfilled. It is so certain. So don't be sentimental. We can see in the book of Judges, chapter 7, when by the time Gideon knew that he has a battle to, 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 to fight, what did he do? He gathered Dick and Harris together, gathered all of them together for battle. Oh, God told him. God came to Gideon and said, No way. This one, the Bible says in verse 2 that, and the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into, your, into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, 
My own hand has saved me. Can you see? There are some people, if you choose your people sentimentally, if you choose carnally, they will reproach. In fact, they will, be, they will bring reproach. They will bring destruction to your life. They won't allow you to attain to the height where God has assigned for you. So therefore, don't be sentimental. There are people you must, uh, you must meet. There are people you must meet. Then, number three question is where? For every uh, purpose in life, there are where, there are locations where God wants you. You have the location where God actually wants you. Every land is not meant for you. That is the truth. Every land is not for you. Let me quickly read because of time from the book of Jonah chapter number 1 verse 2. Let me read from chapter 1 verse 2. Verse 1 and 2 rather. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai. Saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose and flee to Tarshish. Can you see? You have a place of mandate. Without that place, you will never be whom you're supposed to be on earth. Because for every location, there is divine allocation that will meet you up in your location. And when you are in the wrong location, there will be no sufficient allocation for your life. You will be living your life in a dry land. The Bible says the rebellious lives in what? In where? In dry land. God sent Jonah to Nineveh, but he was going to the dry land of Tarshish. That was the reason why he has to go to the school of the belly of fish for three days for his head to be correct, to be corrected rather. For his head to be corrected. So you have a specific place that God has designed for you. You must ask questions. When God spoke to Joseph in his dream, God did not just uh, told Joseph, Carry that boy and be running, run away. God told him the specific place where there is enough security that time to keep the baby Jesus alive. Say, go down to Egypt. Go down to Egypt and stay there until further notice. So, there is a specific location for you. You must ask God, where? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? You must ask God. Hallelujah. And uh, number four, there is question of how. How? I have to rush because of, of my time. How, how to do it? How to go about it? That is the process or the procedures. What procedure is, procedures is going to take? You must ask questions about that. You must ask questions. How is it going to be? Quickly, just because of my time, let's see what the Bible says in Luke chapter number 1, verse 34 alone, because of time. Luke 1, 34. After the angel has spoken to Mary, 
he was speaking mysteries. And Mary looked at him, and then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. I believe what you are saying, they are so wonderful and mysterious. But how can this be? That was, that was when she, knew, she, she was able to know how it will take, the form it will take. Now, you don't need to go and sleep around, though, as you have been keeping yourself. Continue keeping yourself. You are special to God. Don't pollute yourself. How it's going to take is the power from our eye will overshadow you. And that is it. It is the power of God that will make it happen. It is not you. So, we must ask the questions of the procedures. How do we go about it? How? How? How do we go about it? And the last one is the question of when. When will it be? Remember where we start, uh, started from? Say, write the vision down. It's for a time. Yes, it, it has time. When? If you start ahead, you will suffer. If you start behind the tight schedule, you will still suffer. Oh, I'm telling you, ask me, I suffer this very well. So some I I I I suffered the question of I. I knew about the calling of God upon my life very early in my life when I was uh, 17, I mean 18, at 18 years. I knew it. But that time, God still asked me to go to school. And guess what? When I finished the little, uh, uh, the little uh, school I was able to afford, I want to work. I don't want to do that work again. I want to go and get jobs and settle down and have my own family. And I suffered for that. I suffered for that. Can you see something? So, the question is so important when for you to know the time of God, the timing of God. The Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his own time, not your time. Because when I first heard that, I mean, when I first knew about my calling, that time I wanted to start because the seal was there. But God said, no, I should go to school first. Because I was a dropout that time because of stubbornness. I dropped out of school. So I have to go back to school. Everybody, have, my father tried or he could to make me go back to school before. I didn't go back until I got born again. So it, is, it was me seeing myself in the dream back to school. And uh, people are giving me messages as well as I, I am seeing it myself in my dreams that I go back to school before I went back. Can you see? So there is question of when. When let's see the book of Samuel, first Samuel chapter number one, as we round up this morning. First Samuel chapter number one, let's read from verse uh, number 22. The Bible says, But Anna did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is waned. When then I will take, can you see? Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So when will Samuel appear before the Lord? When is wind? When will he leave the presence of the Lord? He remains there forever. 
He remains there forever. Forever. Verse 23. So Elkanah, so Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she was, I mean, she had weaned him. Can you see? Verse 24. And uh, now when she has weighed him. Now when she has weighed him. She took him up with her. With three boots. Okay. Let me stop it there. When she went him. She took him along with her. And she presented Samuel before the Lord. And Samuel was there. So, we must ask the question of the time. The time. The Bible talks about the children of Issachar. That they are good. The children of Issachar, they are good about timing. They understand the timing of God. Can you see something? They understand the timing of God. So we should also not regret timing at all. Timing is so much important to our divine mandates. Timing is so much important to our divine mandates. So this morning, I challenge you, that you should know the mind of God for your life. Know the time he has, I mean, know how to ask questions. You ask questions about what you are to do. You ask questions about who you are to do it with, where you are to do it, how you are to do it, and when you are to do it. All these are so much important. May God bless his word and bless you as well in the name of Jesus. Let's bow down our heads. Let's talk to God. Preventions, if you have gotten it wrong once in, once in your life, like I myself, I just told you about myself that I got it wrong in the timing process and I suffer for it. I dearly suffer for it because I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again. I was not willing to do it. Then I suffer for it. Let's talk to God. God, please. Lord, I ask you, all you have me to do, give me the details. How to do it. Where to do it. Who to help me. If I am with wrong people now, please open my eyes to correct my wrongs. If I am in wrong location, please help me. If I have been applying wrong, uh, wrong uh, uh, method, please help me so that I can correct it. If I am in where you don't send me, help me. If I have been doing it, if I, if, I, if, if, if I have missed out my time, please show mercy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. God bless you. 
for prayer and your testimonies, please. Your testimonies. You can reach out to me through the email johnsonjulius at the tableofgodsgrace.org. Please do well to let me know what the Lord has done for you. I also told you, should you have anything, maybe you have some things you want to, uh, to correct us on, or some things you want to suggest to make this broadcast a better one than the way it is now. You are free. Please feel free to contact me. See, the, the, we just, start, uh, we just started the, the second half of the year. So I did so December stroke January as well. I told you, if there is anything, we are too hard. So please, don't hesitate to let me know. God bless you for that. You can reach out to me through that email and through any of these lines. Plus 233-50-824-656. Or plus 233-552-482-187. So you can reach out. Both numbers are on WhatsApp and the Telegram by God's special grace. As well... I want to let you know, by God's grace, Daily Rema will be on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and uh, on Facebook very, very soon, God willing. Though it might not be live and direct, so what I will be posting in the after, uh, doing some little uh, editing work on it. So on Facebook, you just look out for the page, Dunzin. A Julius official, Johnson A Julius official. That is the page. Please just follow me on that account. God bless you on uh, Instagram, Johnson A Julius. Just search for at Johnson A Julius, and on YouTube, search for Johnson A Julius. That is the YouTube channel. God bless you. The real good in the name of Jesus. I recognize the presence of the wonderful people of God this morning. I'm seeing about the number of about, uh, it has increased more than that before, but reduced to 19 now. I'm seeing about 19 people. God bless you for being there. I can't reach the place where I can mention your name. So, and I'm still using that medium to solicit for your help. Get me better gadget as God blesses you. If God touches your heart and you know that what we are doing is really good, and then you want to help the, uh, the work of God. The ministry is very, very young. So God bless you. Don't hesitate to do that. And I can assure you, God will bless you in returns the more. God bless you. Exploit this very wonderful day in all ramifications. And make greater exploits for yourself and for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. My name still remains Johnson Julius. See you tomorrow. God willing. God bless you.